2: That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
3: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code
4: ACAST.
0: Well, Jesus H. Christ. That's all I'm going to start with. That was possibly... The greatest day in Grand Slam history, probably the best day of darts that I've ever seen. Certainly this year, I think that's also the best darts I've ever seen since probably the 2019 World Match Play Day Four that that last 16 day where it beat MBG in a classic, and once again MBG is beaten on a classic in the in the quarterfinals this time of the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts. Welcome along to day seven of the Grand Slam, baby. This is your chance to catch it with all of the action. And where the hell do we start? This is going to be a fun old show, indeed. Uh, right, uh, the only podcast, of course, that is giving you live reaction analysis and interviews with the players every single day throughout the tournament. Child of jack cobb Jack Cobbett-Garwood, Phil Bars, alongside me to talk, and you as well, to talk through Phil Bars, one of the most mental days of darts I've ever seen.
4: My head hurts. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what an an unbelievable day of action from start to finish! Oh, by the way, George Noble is back. He misses <laughs> he misses the World Cup and the Euros and all that. And we have we have some nice four-nils here. He comes back and we play 121 legs out of 124 or something stupid like that. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, George. Hashtag <laughs> no <more. laughs>
0: uh, Gob, you've obviously been watching it as well alongside us. Uh, I mean, we all know where we're starting, let's be honest about it, but what a bloody day, is what I'm going to say.
3: Yeah, it, it's certainly up there in the higher echelons of, of days of darts as a whole. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to pick a standout as well. I don't, I don't think any of the games screamed world record or anything like that but they were just four intense battles from start to finish
0: certainly the case so like I say Phil do you remember that night when we left the uh, when we left the, the Winter Gardens last year on that day I think we had three extra leg deciders we had Michael Smith and Max Holt James Wade against uh, Mentos Stulovic went to a deciding leg Gary Anderson lost in a classic to Mervyn King the defending champion and then does a defeating MBG. In, a, in an extra leg classic as well. I think we left the building at about half past midnight after the final uh, interviews that we'd done, and we all came away from that thinking, that's going to be tough to top. I think this comes close.
4: It's certainly right right up there with just an unbelievable night.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we know where we're starting with this, and that is with the world number one, Michael Van Gerwen. Gob, you've obviously... Uh, not been as, as on the hype train as us two when it comes to uh, thinking that Michael Van Gogh and his back, but what a game this was between Simon Whitlock and MBG. I, I honestly thought that MBG had won it at numerous times when he went double break up a couple of times. The one four six where I thought he'd done that one. That was an absolute, it's quote Dan Dawson, iron ring shot. Um, but uh, Whitlock surviving eight match darts and for the third time in a row beats the world number one on television.
3: Yeah, an absolutely mental result. And it was the first time that, that Whitlock had, had led all match, I believe. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was quite crazy. It, it's, it's mad to say this, but I thought this was virtually game over in the first mini-session. I thought Simon had missed opportunities and he allowed Michael to get out to a comfortable arms distance away from him. I just thought he'd settled in well. He looked good against Gary last night. And he looked like he was going to control this match from start to finish once again um obviously we know that wasn't the case and i tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna be the first to say it twenty one eighties in a
0: game of darts is ridiculous two from the all-time record and, and more importantly than that i think is, is that the legs record ever in, in history I think that is certainly the Grand Slam record. But if, if anyone is listening, by the way, that knows the answer to this, I think that is the record from a single player in a legs game of darts, the PDC. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I imagine the ones that sticks out immediately were Taylor Lewis in uh, 2013 at this event. But Phil, we both got a bit of stick on Twitter. Let's put it that way for suggesting that he's back and, you know, people can say, you know, well, you did that prematurely, but, the only thing that he did wrong all game, in my opinion, MVG, was miss 8 match darts.
4: I still stand by it. I don't change that fact. Yes, he lost to Simon Whitlock. However, he's averaged a ton over 31 legs of darts. In the summer, that doesn't happen. Agreed. Okay, yes, yes, it'll be hurting. However, I've seen enough to say that the players and at the world are moving into 2021 he is still the best player in the world and will be an absolute danger.
5: Well,
0: before we get your thoughts, Gob, let's hear from Simon Whitlock right now. An emotional Simon Whitlock, it must be said, on his win against Michael Van Gaal in 16-15. The only time he led
4: all match, as Gob
0: says, was in the final leg. Here he is.
4: Simon, huge congratulations. I'm not sure where to start. So, how are you feeling after an absolute classic up on that stage?
6: I feel on top of the world right now. I mean, that was some game. I mean, I was behind the whole match until the very last dart I threw, which is incredible.
4: When you're up there, do you know you're involved in a classic?
6: Oh, yeah. That, I was feeling it, but I was just enjoying it. You know, I was enjoying the moment. I mean, Michael's playing good again. I'm, and I, I had to produce some good darts to win and a tiny bit of luck got me there.
4: Does that make you feel better? Because there was a lot of people said you beat him when he was playing poorly. Now you've beat him when he's back. Does it mean more than the other two?
6: Oh, definitely. Yeah, Michael destroyed Gary in the last match. And I don't want to put anything on Gary because he's carrying an injury. But yeah, Michael's back playing 100 plus averages again. And to beat him when he's playing that good is like a credit for me.
4: When he takes out that 146, was it like a dagger to the heart?
6: Yeah, I just applaud it. I just went, yep, great darts. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but I went, yep, fair enough. I was thinking, right, game over. But, you know me, I never give up. I just keep fighting.
4: (laughs) The scoring power was just sensational this evening. You've always said that's been coming. Are we now seeing the very best we've ever seen of Simon Whitlock?
6: You know what? I actually think, yes, I think... Everything I've done in, since lockdown, practising online and a bit at home and stuff, like that's done me the world of good because I'm not watching my opponent anymore. And I think that was probably my biggest downfall.
4: Two games from winning the title. We know you have the belief to go on and win it. But if you were to win it, does this reopen all those doors? And I know you said you've got unfinished business at the very top level. Would this reignite it and put you back into everything and you can finish that business?
6: Oh, maybe, you know, I'm not looking at Premier League again. I mean, they're probably not interested in me in Premier League. They're looking at the young guys now, but, you know, it's just, I'm just going to play and do my best and hopefully win another title. That'd, that'd be amazing for me to win another major.
4: Simon, congratulations on a stunning performance. Thank you very much as always.
6: No worries. Cheers. Thank you very much. Hi
1: Simon, uh, congratulations! Um, is this official now that the beard to be feared is back?
6: <laughs> well, I'll let you guys decide that. I mean, I'm playing pretty good. I'm, I'm winning matches. Uh, yeah, I'll just let the darts do the talking.
1: In a curious way, was it better to chase Michael because you're always sort of hanging on to him all the way through, and then you've sort of you produced the perfect finish because he sort of <laughs> just to snatch it at the end there.
6: Well, my plan was to get out in front again, like the last two matches and stay there. But I just, yeah, I had to chase him the whole way. And, you know, that probably relaxed me because I know Michael's playing a very high level again now, throwing 100-plus averages. And you just got to stick in there and take your opportunities. But, you know, I felt really good up there. I I said to my mate, I said, I feel good today. And when I feel good, I play well.
1: It seems remarkable to say this, but it was... uh... September the 23rd 2012 when you won the Euros wow. and we you must feel a sniff now that <laughs> you know that this is another big chance
6: yeah I'm not looking too far ahead I, I know every game's huge now I mean Jose's playing great darts I'm just going to enjoy it I don't I really don't care if I win or lose now it's just you know just enjoy the game and make the most of it
1: Simon congratulations and thanks for your time again well done
6: no worries thank you
1: Simon, many congratulations, an
7: amazing win and an amazing game. When Michael had those match darts deep down, did you think your chance had gone?
6: Yeah, definitely. I didn't expect a shot. And, but I put him under a little bit of pressure. And You know, sometimes you get lucky, and today I did get lucky.
7: Are they your lucky green stems? Was that a deliberate choice of colour tonight?
6: Well, not really. I've only used these, like, twice ever, and I thought, yeah, you know what? They're the same colour as Michael's shirt. This could work today.
7: <laughs> Would you be hugely disappointed now if you don't win the title from here the way tonight's gone and how hard you've had to battle there?
6: No, not really. You know what? I've had a, I was lucky to even be here. You know, The day I had to qualify, I got one hour sleep, flew, uh, flew from Austria. I was tired. I, I didn't even want to be in the tournament, to be fair. But the thing with me, I never give up. Always try my hardest. I qualified with great darts and look at me now, I'm in the semi-final.
7: I guess the question is now, how do you bring yourself down now ahead of tomorrow in that game against Jose?
6: Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'm flying. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, just relax tonight. Hopefully get a good night's sleep and hope Chucky don't turn up tonight.
7: <laughs> well, I hope not. Thanks very much, Simon. And uh, <laughs> the so.
6: No worries. Cheers. <laughs> no one knows about that. Uh,
8: Simon, <laughs> throughout that match, you uh, you didn't lead once until the final dart went in. I think that shows... Tremendous resilience from from yourself.
6: Yeah, you know what? Well, I just I'm a new player now. I've I've got new belief about myself. I know what I can do, and I'm not scared of anyone. I'm just playing the board instead of the player, and that's all you can do. I think that's the best way to play the game.
8: Of course, we saw a, a record maximum count for the for the Grand Slam today. Tomorrow, you face Jose de Souza, who's obviously known for his 180 hitting <laughs> as well. You're looking to get maybe one more tomorrow?
6: Oh, God, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> it's going to be hard to back up tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a prolific 180 hitter as well. He's such a steady player and he's a really nice guy as well. But, you know, I've got a job to do and so does he. And whoever whoever wins is going to be the best player on the night.
0: So very emotional, Simon Whitlock. And we talk about how the hell is he back in the top 16 He is now, I've just checked the rankings, Gob, he is now, I think, £1,000 away from taking Johnny Clayton's spot in the top 16. And he would go to world number 15 if he'd win tomorrow. What a year he's had.
3: It's a bit mad how he can just dip up and down and he's constantly on this wave or crest of... Form and he's not getting any younger, but he just seems to be completely reinvigorated. um It's mad. It's absolutely mad, and it's it, it's good to see. It's it's good for darts. I think he's a character. um There's a lot of hype around summer Whitlock at the minute, and it's it's rightly deserved.
0: You think though, what what you, you, we haven't actually asked your thoughts on on MBG in terms of do you think he's back? Do you think he's not? Again. Do we need to see more from him at the Players' Championship to suggest he's back? Or do we think that, you know, eight match starts missed, there's no excuse for that, but that was probably the only foot he put wrong most of the day?
9: Um,
3: look, saying he's back is completely different because I think he controls he controls that match from start to finish and he doesn't let Whitlock get a look in. Every time Whitlock missed, he would have punished that. And it, it's how we define back is going to be the issue as Phil said six months ago, he doesn't average 102 for that match or 101 or whatever it was. He, he doesn't do that against Gary Anderson yesterday and he doesn't get out of the group the way that he did under pressure. He, he would have faltered at some stage. Um, has the darting landscape changed? Yes, I think it has. and I, I don't think we'll see one player go on to win to the same extent um, that we saw Michael in 2016. And it's, it's as and when you accept that he's human, he's beatable... And darts doesn't have the fear factor that it used to have five six years ago. If you get drawn against Phil Taylor, you get drawn against Raymond van Barneveld, you get drawn against Michael van Gerwen, and Gary Anderson, Adrian Lewis, the tour car players that aren't used to being on TV, they, they panicked. They, they gifted opportunities. They knew that they had to be perfect, or they had this perception they had to be perfect on stage. And I think that's gone now. They're playing these guys so regularly on the tour, and, and at other events, that once they do step up in front of those TV cameras, they're not as afraid as they have been before. They still have to play well to beat these guys, but there's no pressure to be perfect, and they can afford to miss a couple and still stay in a game. And that realisation has completely changed the diet landscape.
0: It certainly has. And he will play Jose de Sousa, the debutante on debut, obviously making the last four uh, Phil, he beat Michael Smith sixteen fourteen in a game where he was eight two up. He then uh, lost the game back. He was, I think, it was 12-11 down at one stage. Uh, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, that was the start of the day. That was so it was miles away back. Um, but it, it was just a, st- a great game again. You know, he was he was in a position where you know he, he was he was fourteen thirteen ahead. I'm just checking the stats now. Uh, uh, it was twelve eleven. Yeah, yes, it was twelve eleven that he was um behind but once again phil michael smith missing three match darts to take us to a decider admittedly jose's got the darts but you then do your job you've hold you've held your throw then and you've not given him the opportunity you've got to make him serve it out and he just didn't and de souza manages to get through that game hitting eight 180 to, to uh, smith's 14 but in the end, he gets the job done and he's into his maiden PBC TV semi-final. Special performance from the special one.
4: Mm, to a degree. You can't keep squandering leads, though. Which is no, an issue. of course,
0: issue. Not. Of course um, not look, at the same time, though. But when he's time, on, he's on. i say it's a special performance to make your maiden last four appearance on the telly. It's a special feeling.
4: I don't think it was a special performance. Okay. All right. That's a fair point. Um... Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the, the, the feeling and whatever you get is, is amazing, but look, there's work to be done. where you can, and it must be a mental thing because it's happened two. It's happened two games in a row now, when he's been miles in front, he switched off, and he's gotten away with it. But you can't. You won't keep getting away with it. When he was on, he was sensational. But when he was under pressure. As God will probably agree here, I wasn't convinced on the action. We had the lunge, the shoulder, the drag, and they were going all over the place. Once he re composed himself, it was okay again. But there's still some question marks there at the moment. Yeah, his
3: arm gets very tight is, is what it looks like to me when he's under pressure and he, he starts dragging him low. I'm not sure if he holds on to him a little bit longer. And that also allows the tension to build... It's, it's not that time, it's just right and it's nowhere near that but that failure to release just as quick as you would do normally that tension build up, that's what happens in that. that's where you start dragging them lower, or can't release him at all so yeah there's there's work to be done when he's under pressure but like jar said it, it's a good win it's a big win for him it, it's not a Exceptional win, like but an exceptional performance. Right, is an exceptional win. Sorry, it's not an exceptional performance. It's not one hundred and six and massive, but it could be in
0: terms of his career and a breakthrough moment. Well, let's hear from him right now, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Michael Smith. Here is Jose de Sousa speaking in this press conference after his 16-14 win over Michael
4: Smith. Jose, congratulations. Where where do we start with that
9: game of darts? Just an unbelievable game. What was it like to play in? Well, uh, it was. Amazing. I, I think to myself, I have I have to be solid with my game. Uh, I put the match in 8-2, eight, eight uh, then Michael comes up, stronger and stronger, he missed 2-9 uh, darts. Uh, one of one of them, I have the opportunity to, to finish the game, but I, I can't, he, he punished me, so I'm really happy. It was a, a really strong game.
4: When you were 8-2 up and he gets it back to 8-all, were you thinking, oh, no, not again, because of what happened against Chizzy? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
9: <laughs> but uh, I, I think, well, you have to be relaxed just through your darts, you know? I mean, you can do this. I mean, you can do the same thing as Michael, so just relax. Uh, that's what I did. i I, I, I be patient. Uh, then my, my game comes comes to me again. Uh, I, came in, I came in in the match again and 10-10, 11-10, 11-11, 12-11, 12-12, 30-11, 12, then uh, uh, I make the break and it, it was funny. Uh, I enjoy a lot in the, the stage so uh, I'm really happy for it. Is this the biggest moment of your career today? Yes, of course, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, I, I uh, now I am one hundred percent sure, and I believe in the words uh, Glenn Duran say to me, and uh, I want to thanks to my cover, <laughs> the moneda he practices with me before the game, the match, and uh, it, I, I feel so so good before, so I'm really happy for this victory. It's a big victory for me.
4: In under two years, how have you transformed yourself from winning your tour card to a major semi-finalist in in just a short space of time?
9: Uh, Well, uh, I think it's because uh, the new darts, well, uh, the last uh, new model, uh, they helped me very, very much to, to make my game more solid. Uh, and uh, that's all, that's the, the difference. my darts only. Uh, the, the wrist, uh, I have all of the wrist. So my darts, I think uh, I threw the darts and they have to work to me. So and that's what I think, nothing else. Jose, congratulations and wish you all the very
1: best in the semi-final. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi Jose, um, congratulations on a, an amazing performance. You are living up to your nickname. You really are the special one now. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad to. <laughs> and, and also, that celebration at the end, that's, that's Ronaldo, that big celebration. Yeah, because uh, I, I, well,
9: uh, Michael defeated me three times before, consecutive, and uh, this time I defeated him. So it was something like uh, take the pressure
1: off and uh, that's what I did.
9: That's all, no, nothing more.
1: You are known for being unpredictable, but do you now prove that you have the mental strength in the game to go further and keep going and win this competition?
9: Yes, because, uh, well, uh, I think that people don't know uh, how many tournaments I, I play with 14 hours, uh, 17 hours. And uh, you have to be strong because uh, it's really difficult in soft, in softy. To play so many hours consecutive so many hours it's not easy uh, you have to control yourself every moment in a- a- every moment so it's 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 not easy and the uh, six, 16 legs for me in, in 30 minutes so uh, i'm used to be so for me it's it's not an uh, unusual uh, thing to to have to
1: do so I'm, I'm prepared for it. <laughs> and well, listen, congratulations on an, an amazing performance. Thanks for your time, Jose. Thank you.
7: Jose, many congratulations on a brilliant win. With the way you've won your last two games, have you shown the mentality of a champion?
9: Yes. Uh, yeah, because it's the only way you have to, to make the things. Uh, if you don't do the results, so what, can, what can I do if, if I can make it? So, it's the mentality, positive mentality. Uh, be patient uh, just through your darts and make what you uh, you have to do uh, and I do what I have to do in the right moment and
7: I'm very, very very happy for it you mentioned a little bit earlier words that glenn durant said to you I and mean, what what did he say what advice did he give you
9: uh, well uh, he says uh, you are much better than me
7: that's what he says
9: you are amazing when when you uh, you come up with uh, your doubles, finish, finish it. Uh, you have uh, all the players gonna be um, a problem. Uh, you are you you gonna be a problem for all the players. That's what he says to me. He says you are amazing when you can make your game and finish. You are amazing. Uh, you put in all the players in problem, in problem. So uh, um, that's what
7: uh, I th- I did tonight. And in the semi-finals, uh, Michael van Gerwen or Simon Whitlock. I mean, Michael yes. is the big favourite for that game. Would you really like to play Michael if if that was the case?
9: No, uh, I don't have um, a special dimension for both. Uh, for me, it's 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 okay if it's Michael or Simon. Uh, I just want play darts. I don't think in their things. Uh, uh, all 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 both uh, they are um, top players, so. For me, it's okay. I I
7: don't care. Jose, many congratulations again and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Uh,
8: Jose, you looked so calm on stage today. Was that part of the key to winning, holding yourself together mentally? Absolutely,
9: yeah. Uh, I try to make calm and uh, just think in my game. Uh, When I see 8-2 up, I mean, really? This, This happened to me, really, with Michael Smith? I can't believe it. But uh, yeah, I, after that, he comes stronger and stronger. And he, he, win, he, he beat me in many legs, consecutive many legs. And uh, then I, I, I found again my game is now you are in, in the match again. So relax, through that, your darts and that's all. That's what uh, I did tonight.
8: Do you think that's the beauty of the format, that even when Michael came back and I think had six straight legs, you still have the opportunity? to come back and win like you did?
9: Yeah, well, I think uh, I have uh, uh, always the opportunity at the 16 legs. So uh, I don't care if he win, if you beat me 15-8 uh, or 15-10, I don't care. I just go make my, my game if, if I can win much better and if I, can, if I can't. So uh, there's no problem to the next one. Before we get going with Michael Smith, Gob, you've uh, just texted me a little stat.
0: Do you know what? You found it. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. Go on, son. I it's hope yours. he's right
3: now. That that 2180 from Whitlock is the, is the leg play record in a match. Previously 19 by Adrian Lewis in the 2013 World Match
0: Play Final. That was one of the great games as well, To be say. Everyone talks about that Phil Taylor match with, them, with him at the Slam. But that match play final as well was absolutely superb. But that's another discussion for another day. Got so much to cram in. Gob, your thoughts, and then Phil coming off the back of this. I think Michael Smith just looked a little bit out of it today. I don't know whether he just felt like he was just knackered from the previous few weeks of action in the World Cup and then obviously at the Winter Series. But it, it, there there's just some aspect of the game that I don't think looked right today.
9: Um,
3: I think it was the slow start. The slow start, then you put so much effort into fighting back and you just want it to come as easy. As easy as it was for those five legs in a row that he took out. And it, it just wasn't quite happening for him. And I think he tried too hard. He's another that starts to like walk and the arm drops a little bit and he starts dragging darts down under pressure. And I think that's a sign of him trying too hard, trying to force it too much, especially when he's got the first one above the treble or in the top of the treble that, that just is begging to be hit. If he doesn't get the dart there, because that's what it feels like, he's, he's reaching to get the dart there. He starts dragging it low. That's the issue with, with the Smith action and it just happens. Too often, unfortunately, for Michael Smith, And we're having this conversation again that arguably with the rest of the results tonight, if he'd stayed in the same form we'd been throughout the week and got over the line here, he would have been heading into tomorrow's action as favourite. Unfortunately, he's on his way home again, and he's still in search of that maiden big one.
4: Yeah,
9: yeah, this is my question. Yeah, I think he looked jaded
4: tonight, big time, or this afternoon. He just didn't look at it. Yeah, I, I,
0: I think the question I'm going to ask now is: Do we ever? Do we? We've
4: got to ask it now at some stage. Is it going to happen? Is yes, it going to happen? Hundred percent. He's too good not to. He's already said he will play. He he will play at the top level for another thirty years. Over those thirty years, he will win tournaments.
0: Uh, let's hope so, because we don't want to. We want to just end this conversation really quickly. But another heartbreaker for Michael Smith: sixteen fourteen, loses to Jose de Sousa. We will come on to the semi-final predictions in a bit. And I think, gentlemen, we might have to drop the P word again. Another question to come though shortly, I'm sure. Again. I'm sorry, mate. We have to drop the P word. We do, I'm afraid. This is what happens. So, here we go. Uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, 16. Nathan Aspinall, 15. Um, a strange game. A belter of a game, to be fair, in terms of the drama. Not necessarily in terms of the scoring. But, what I will say is, Dimmy, to find that when you are against the throw, to find a one hundred ninety three one three four 134, and then 138 to leave double 18. that takes some stones.
3: Yeah, it does. And to turn it around the way he did is is a very, very good performance. But <laughs> I, I really don't know how to phrase this because I'm going to get slated for it. But I, just, I, <laughs> I did not enjoy that game at all. I did not enjoy watching it full stop. And it's all well and good saying he's emotionally and physically drained afterwards in his interview. But that's his own fault. I'm sorry, but you look at the performances he put together in the group stage and previously in this tournament when he played at pace and just got his head down and played darts. He was superb. For the first 10 to 15 legs tonight, he was very, very lucky that Nathan Asmeral didn't punish him more. And it was his own fault for pissing around like he did at the match play. And all right, he went on to win that match play title. But... It's just so hard to watch. It, it, it just doesn't feel right at all when he's doing it, especially as we've seen the pace that he played earlier in the week. At that point, it's almost as if he's going into the match knowing that he has to do something to stop his opponent. He doesn't believe he's got the game. He threw the record average in this tournament earlier in the week, and he's still trying to come up with some tactical plan to put his opponent off their rhythm because he doesn't back his own ability. That's
8: shocking. Phil, your, your, your takeaway, essentially.
4: Uh, I, th- I the first half of the match. I'm not going to lie; it was painful. And then eight we eight breaks of up...
0: throw in a row. By the way, eight breaks of throw by the way in a row.
4: That's just yes. that that's just poor from both mm. players not being able to hold your throw. Nathan will be kicking himself because he should have been outside. Yeah, agreed. Um, but the difference was when Dimmy went back to a natural throwing action and a natural rhythm he looks so much better and he put a little blitz in and got in front. Is that a coincidence? No. It's the thing that pissed
3: me off the most about watching it. He's capable of that. Do it from the start. Stop all this clowning around and taking 10 minutes at the back of the stage before you have a go. Get on with it. Play darts.
0: But he's through. And here's the deal though. Before we go on to and hear from Dimmy, a quick word on Nathan, PB. You he say he'll be gutted. But... It's moments like that where you go, You have to win those sorts of events when you're going to defend a World Championship semi-final and a UK Open final next year. It's moments like that where you think, OK, if I do a quarter-final... It's like Gary Price. Price even said to you after his World Grand Prix victory that he feels now that he can, he can free-roll a bit at the slam because that money's been defended. Same way with Nathan, I think. Wouldn't you agree?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Look, I thought like, we, we, we would do have done to world. I'm sorry, just saying that he would have done to world number five. Anyone? Look, we, we we said this before about Nathan that yesterday when he played Gezi, it was a completely different because he had something to feed off. Something. To, a, well,
3: his the rhythm of Gezi allows Nathan to play,
4: but it's also the reactions that because Gezi gives it large, so Nathan can feed off that, mm-hmm. and and that showed massively yesterday I think Webby said it in the build up to the game that look Nathan's going to get nothing to feed off here from Dimitri and he didn't
3: Yeah, I said that yesterday as well Dimitri's yeah. so placid he just takes the sting out of everything completely and if, if that's what you've got to do to win fair enough right it's professional sport you, you can't begrudge anybody that but if that game had just been allowed to go at it it would have been a far better encounter Even even if the result would stay the same and whatever else and it played out exactly the same way. If both players had gone at it the way they had done for the rest of the tournament would have been far more exciting to watch and, and at the end of the day sport is entertainment.
0: Let's hear now from Dimitri Vandenberg though he is through to his maiden Grand Slam semi-final beating Nathan Aspinall 16-15 and last leg decided. here he is chatting with Phil and the guys.
4: Dimitri congratulations you've had to go to the world tonight in an absolute epic with Nathan Aspinall how are the emotions and just sum up the game for us?
5: The game went completely unexpected. I felt good. I felt that I will be starting the game in, um, in, in, in an average way. Winning or losing a leg, I will be doing well. I will be playing well, but it completely went the opposite. Um, I felt, uh, and, and, and if I think about it, I made too many mistakes. So, yeah, at the end of the days, wow, I still don't understand how I did it, but I did it. I managed to pull through and win the game. I win this match. I win the quarterfinals. Me and Nathan didn't play the way we can, but I have an extra chance to show that I really am a true player and a strong player in the long distance game.
4: Does that also show you're a fighter coming from 9-6 Dan? and also did you speed up a little bit to try and find a bit of rhythm and a little, just a little bit something else towards the end?
5: The only reason why I would be speeding up is because of the rhythm of my, uh, my, my opponent. Um, I always will be thinking about my game, my rhythm and yeah, this game definitely was a mental fight. Uh, digging in, I remember that one of them things in this game that happened. I've got a chance, and I said to myself, "68, Demi, you can do this." And I went treble twenty, double four, and after that draw, I was like, "See, you can play now on a mental base with a lot of strength. It doesn't matter if you win or losing." you believe in yourself and it's, it's going to pay off. So I think that all the hard work is paying off. But my God, today, the way I feel about the game, I am emotionally and physically drained. I think I need a, a rest for eight to ten hours. Holy hell.
4: <laughs> also as well, were you having a battle with yourself to leave tops as well? Because it looks like you were trying to avoid it at every opportunity at one point. <laughs>
5: Yeah, of course, you're like avoiding tops because in this game, I was losing little legs. I was always like behind. And you want to get yourself on them doubles where you're comfortable on. Double 18, double, 16, double eight, them doubles, you're comfortable on them. You're on doubles that you believe in yourself. And yeah, at the end, um, well, between you and everybody else, I have no idea if I did finish the leg on tops. I have no idea. I just am thinking like, how did I manage to win this game? And I only know that double 18 scraped me through on a feeling and in a game that I've never
4: experienced before. Dimitri, congratulations, mate, and wish you all the very best in the semifinals. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Bye, Hi, Dimitri. Uh, congratulations on the result tonight. Um, is 2020 now beginning to be the year of Dmitry Vandenberg?
5: Yes and no. Um, if I kept playing the way I've been doing the past uh, games that I've already played this tournament, I would say 100% yeah, correct. It's exactly how I'm feeling. But today just showed that I'm a human. Today showed that... Even though I'm not winning easily or not playing fantastic, I've learned a lot of things from my past career, from my past five, six years. Oh, I, I still feel like I need to take a huge breath, just like a huge... Oh, still thinking, like, what happened right now? The way I played, what happened, you know? I still feel the same thing.
1: And And how do you make sure that you can turn this around again to the next match that you've not, this is not taking too much out of you because it was a total roller coaster tonight? I 100% know I needed a
5: good sleep. A good sleep, a long sleep, a lot of hours. So uh, as soon as uh, everybody here has uh, done their interview, I'll be calling my girlfriend and I think it's not going to take me a long time before I fall asleep. But I do know that tomorrow is a new day. I've uh, learned from today. Straight away, I know what I have to do different, what I have to do better. And um, I'm going to be ready for tomorrow. I'm going to be definitely stronger
7: for tomorrow. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, Damien. Well done. Thank you as well for all the questions, everybody. Thank many congratulations on a great win. Is that perhaps the, the toughest battle you've ever been involved in in your career so far?
5: Yeah, 100%. Um, I've been a about... Like I've been a player that can battle, like, I'm a player that can dig deep, I can. I am a player that knows that even though when you're under pressure you can perform, but I think today is the first time ever, even though I went deep, even though I battled hard, I came out as a winner. I think today is one of the first times ever that I have this experience and that's the reason why I am feeling and talking this way.
7: You just have the feeling from the way everything's gone this week, right back from the world record, the uh, tournament record average at the start to, to this real tough battle that it could be your weekend. I reckon that every
5: game I've played has been unexpected. The first few games that I've played, even count uh, the first game of the last sixteen, like game of the last sixteen, all of them I've been practicing and I wasn't feeling comfortable. I wasn't feeling strong. But I did play very strong. And today I was feeling like I'm ready. I can play well. I'm going to make it tough. And the way I feel on that stage is completely different, completely the opposite. And uh, there's, There's just so many things that are going through my mind and there are not great answers. There is not a perfect interview. And that's how I feel.
7: And just finally against James words tomorrow, are you bracing yourself for more of the same? Could that potentially go the distance as well, do you think?
5: Yeah, definitely. If I just get myself back onto the game that I've been playing the first four or five games, uh, well, definitely the game that I've been playing until today, um, I'm going to make it difficult for James. Uh, James and I have played before and he managed to win against me because I was missing chances. I think today has showed me a lesson and. You need to get these lessons to be a better player. Today, I feel I've won ugly. So, on to tomorrow, a big rest, good sleep, calling my family, talking to my family, clearing my mind, talking to my boss, my manager. And uh, then tomorrow is a new day, a new chapter, a new game. And uh, you know what? It's the first time that I'm in the semifinal of the Grand Summer Darts. So, whatever happens, I'm on a roll. I'm on a positive.
7: Well, Dimitri, thanks for your time and and good luck for tomorrow night. Thank you. Thank you very much.
8: Dimitri, you mentioned earlier that you may have speeded up slightly because of Nathan Aspel. Do you think the pace against James will, will suit you better? Definitely. Because James is a player that
5: works with his mind. He plays with his pace. He plays his rhythm. He focuses on his game. So, tomorrow... I personally think tomorrow the winner that goes through is the one that will be the best finisher because James is such a an experienced player and he showed it today again. Give him chances. He will take it from a 90 up to 130. Give him a chance. That ball will work. tops is his favorite. But all the other finishing doubles that he needs from a 90 up to 100, he can hit them. So I just hope that I will be the one that keeps him under pressure, take the finishes out when I need to, and start to make him think. It's not going to be easy, but hey, it's it's a marathon. It's not a race. So I'll definitely be working with my mind.
8: Thank you very much, Demi. And best of luck again, James.
0: Thank you. So, Dimitri Vandenberg will play James Wade in the semi-final. And, Gob, you can continue to wax lyrical about (laughs) your boy. What a win. I think this is probably the easiest win of the day, if you want me to be honest. Um, Let's see what it is, isn't it? Sixteen thirteen 16-13 over Dame Heter. But this is the performance that made me sit up and think, do you know something? It was hardly... In my opinion, I appreciate Heter got the game back to level on a couple of occasions But in my opinion, I didn't think Wade ever was in any danger here watching it. yeah, Yeah. When he needed to, he he pulled out those big legs, those 10, 11 dark legs. When Heta had just broken back potentially to go within one, he just found a 10 or 11 to go back and make sure he was two ahead. That was the key to me. He
3: he kept Heta at arm's length completely. And every single time, Damon looked like he was rallying, looked like he was about to put something together and really have an attack at James Wade. Wade defended it off straight away. No three legs later stopping the right was, no, nope, this is where I need to react now. And he pulled off a superb leg every single time. Um, James Wade averaging 95%, averaging 95 and 50% of his doubles is a contender. James Wade averaging 101 and 50% of his doubles is, is a ton
0: turnover now. It's but, so good. But The thing is, though, as well, Phil, this is the big thing about me for Wadey. He averaged that, but he was averaging... Basically, hundred and four hundred and five for the majority of the contest. That looked it looked good from wading. He hit 52 tonne-plus scores. Between the two of them. Mental, isn't it? No, just him. He hit 52 100-plus scores, plus 27 140s and 6 180s. Yeah, sorry. He was, was actually 52, plus, 52 140s between the pair.
4: That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a bit good, isn't it? Um, Classic wading. However... I'm just getting bored of him going, oh, I was lucky. Shut up, James, you weren't lucky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean this, sorry, but, yeah, to, no, to be fair, he said he was lucky, Said so Eddie was not lucky at all. No, He, was no, too
0: he
4: wasn't. Look, just pick was yourself up, is, is the thing. There was no luck about it. He played exceptionally. So Just don't come off and go, well, I was lucky, I was gifted chances. No, 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 no. Just stop it. in
3: you, well. you one average and 50% on your doubles over 30 legs of darts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, just, 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 just. I know people that would be happy to do that over three
4: legs of darts. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, just, just stop
0: it with the oh, I was lucky. No, you weren't. Nah, he was. <laughs> I, the one five, I thought the 1-5-2 in particular was absolutely outstanding. But I, I want to give credit to Heta here from APB because I thought it, even though it didn't look like he was ever challenging Wadey, he didn't look bad in his maiden ranked
4: PDC TV quarter the Look, Hetter's a green version of James Wade. Yeah. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Look, his throw, he's not, he's not exciting, he's not easy on the eye, and I, I don't mean that horribly, but you know what I mean, he's not an Adrian Lewis that, that we all wax lyrical about, but he's got a rock steady throw, he's got balls of steel, and he can throw darts. Solid, in it?
3: The action is, is just yeah. very...
4: Straight Way up large. and down.
3: It's, it's not going go to collapse. It's it's really... Just, it's just up and down, and it's it's superb, and it's steady, and he, he's got ball to go with it, and it's superb. But I just think you can't win a match of this length in the first session, but you can lose it. And despite the fight back, being 4-0 down, and potentially should have been 5-0 down, just gave him... meant he was constantly chasing. If he's yeah. gone in that level... he he maybe puts James under a little bit more and and sees where he can go. But that first session just meant that he was always on the back foot and always trying to play catch-up and trying to play catch-up for 30 legs as as well as he did it. It's difficult.
4: Like we said before, James is one of the hardest people to reel in because you know it's going to... He might go 12, but you know it's going to be 15 or there or thereabouts on throw. Mm
9: -hmm.
4: So then if he's doing 15 on throw, you have to do 12. And if he's two breaks in front, that's almost absolutely impossible unless yeah. you are Peter Wright, Michael Van Gogh or Goen Price.
9: hmm
0: Completely agree. Let's hear from Nathan. Well, we've all, we've all agreed on something for once on this podcast. That's a very dangerous thing. Uh, here is uh, James Way talking through his 16-13 win against Damon Hatter.
4: James, many congratulations. you come for an absolute war there with Damon Hatter to put the semi-final place. Just sum up your emotions after that for us.
2: Yeah, I was. Um, I got really nervous when I probably shouldn't have done.
4: You know, I I, I felt
2: I'd done the hard work, and um, but you know, I, I got away with it. I got lucky, and um, you know, moving on next 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 game. So.
4: Was he a really tough customer to get rid of? He like kept hang on to your coattails.
2: What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd give up, and I thought he'd um cave, and I thought he'd get nervous, but he doesn't get nervous. He's not really bothered. Um, so you know, I, I, I'm really happy, you know, to win that game.
4: I think you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice there as well. when I mean, we listen to your style of you. to average 102 over that longer format shows unbelievable consistency from yourself at the highest level.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can still play the game. So, you know, I'm quite happy to move forwards.
4: I think you played a little bit better than, than that, mate. You're right back up there with the very best of them.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm not too bothered about what, what people think and um, people's opinions. You know, you're, you're playing with the best dark players in the world in the PDC. So it is what it is. And, um, I'm lucky enough to win the game and um, go through to the next round.
4: Over recent weeks, it's one TV final now, second semi-final. Do you feel you're games? You're getting back to the machine-like type of performances that won all these times. Um, it, it, it's that. It's
2: the, It's the hard work of um, I don't throw enough darts in between TV tournaments, and I don't throw enough darts in between tournaments. Full stop. So um, you know, if anything, this this long haul, which is a pain in the ass. Um, Gives me a big advantage because not a big advantage—that's that's the wrong word—puts um, me on the same par with the other players because you know I'm 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 throwing regular darts like they are. Um, like, I think it's quite a, quite a good thing for myself. James, congratulations, mate! Thank you very much. Yes, thank you.
7: James Weldon on the win and a fantastic performance. Did that ultimately just come down to experience and a bit of bottle towards the end there?
2: Not really. I just think it was a uh, it was a quite a good game and um, the, the better player on the day one. So.
7: You said out uh, in previous days that you weren't too happy with your preparation, but were you, were you happy with it today? Was that the key to your good start to the game going 4-0? Um, t-
2: to be fair, again, I didn't, uh, I didn't prepare quite quite as well as I should have done. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Um, talk is cheap and excuses are, are, are formidable from, from dark players to all sportsmen. So, you know, happy to go through and um, win the game.
7: When you say you weren't preparing how you like, was that just you know something on the board, not practicing certain finishes, I was
2: or just just it's a bit of a weak link for myself and um, a bit of laziness? Um, but you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to win, and I'm happy to go through.
7: But you must feel if you if you play like that, you're going to be very hard to beat going into the, the next day or two. I'm better than average at times. Cheers, James. I wish you all the best tomorrow. Thank to you. Thank
8: you. Uh, James, you said earlier you were you were lucky to win that game. Um, it's been a bit of a bit of a theme this week for yourself. I mean, if if you're going to be lucky, you're going to do very well. And win this,
2: yeah. I, I, as I th- as I say, I was um, the fortunate shots he missed and I hit, so that that was all good. You know, um, moving onwards
8: and upwards as we do, and um, I look forward to my next game. Do you think it's a little bit of an advantage playing earlier in the day as well, a little bit more rest before the semis tomorrow? No,
2: nah, no,
8: nah, not
2: at all. You know, you play early, you know, it's, it's 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 kind of um, not criminal was the right right word. Um, it's qu- kind of annoying, you know. Um, the same players seem to get the the early games, and the same players seem to get the later games, which are great and convenient. So, but you know, we move onwards and upwards.
0: I agree with you, Phil. Actually, uh, you need to stop saying he's lucky. No, nope, he bloody wasn't. Um, although interesting comment there towards the end about the late games and the early games. There, PB, I thought. <laughs>
9: Uh,
4: yeah, look, without trying to sound horrible, the TV companies are not going to put mediocre and players with less commercial value on in the prime spots. So have I have, have I, suddenly fared that up without trying to say? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, you, I mean, you pretty much... I mean, you to be very fair unsupp- to him, I've been making unsupply. exactly
3: the same point about the Premier League for the last five years, but you, you completely understand why they want the prime-time players in the prime-time slots. Whether, that, whether that's fair or not in terms of that's, that's, that's a recovery time is yeah. a completely different matter. But as long as the TV companies put the money into the sport, that's something the pros have to deal with. And James has been around long enough to, to know how to deal with that. And without being disrespectful, he's been in the same spot for about a decade. It's not as if he's suddenly swapped out of those spots. And as nice as they are,
4: it's no different to Premier League football, that each team will get a minimum number of games, but without trying to sound horrible, Burnley aren't going to get more than the minimum, where Manchester City and Liverpool will.
2: Correct.
0: Not, by, not a bad analogy, to be fair. Uh, so, no, that, there it, we go. It's
4: a simple thing. It's not, the broadcasting is about numbers. And certain players do a hell of a lot more numbers than others.
0: They certainly do. Indeed. Right, here we go then. And uh, let's remind ourselves about those quarterfinal results. Then, so uh, Michael Van Gerwen fifteen, Simon Whitlock sixteen. What a game that was! Michael Smith fourteen, Jose de Souza, sixteen. What a game that was! James Wade against uh, Damon Hetzer ended at Wadey sixteen thirteen. Again, great game. And Dimitri Vandenberg and Nathan Aspinall. Not necessarily in terms of the, uh, not necessarily a great game in terms of uh, the averages or what was on show, but in terms of the actual, uh, in terms of the actual. Uh, drama of the game is what I'm looking for. It was brilliant. 1615. 15 yeah, it's Dimitri Vandenberg. Right then, gentlemen, I, I don't want to do this because I know we've got to pick the semi-finalists in a second but I, I have to mention it. I've got to mention the P word. I think. <laughs> I think I've got to mention the P word, unfortunately, for everybody else on this podcast and everybody on this. Yep, yeah, it's time to talk Premier League. Simon Whitlock, Jose de Sousa, James Wade and Dimitri Vandenberg. Now, I think Dimitri Vandenberg is in the Premier League because he's the match play champion. Correct. If he doesn't win this Grand Slam of Darts, one of Simon Whitlock, Jose de Sousa or James Wade will have a massive shout of getting into the Premier League. Would we not agree?
3: I have to agree.
0: Based on every Premier League that's gone
3: before, barring Paul Nicholson going on to win the Players' Championships, which we're pretty much aware that that Premier League was picked before he won that tournament. It's it's unheard of of a player winning a TV-ranked event or a TV event and not getting into the Premier League.
0: Yes, it is. But you look at the you look at the Premier League as it is now, okay. So let's say, for example, that Rob Cross does stay at world number four, okay. Well, you say he's there world number four as he should be on the tour card race. I'm just going to get the tour card race right now. So Peter Wright, Michael Van Goh, and Price and Rob Cross. Those are the top four as it stands at the moment. And they would be in the Premier League, no questions asked, okay. You're going to have Nathan Aspel at number at world number five, and in my opinion, deserves to be in it because he's the Premier League runner-up. You've got. Glenn Durant, who is world number 11, but the Premier League champion, so he's going to come back. You've got Dimitri Vandenberg, who's the match play champion, so he should be in it. That leaves three spots, and we were discussing this off the air, everybody, who we think will fill those spots. We all agree, do we not, that Gary Anderson will get a spot if he's fit. Because he's just gando, and that's what he does. He, he sells merchandise, and that's what he does. Are we all right. agreed on this?
4: But before we break this down, that's, there's there's... Four Sky picks. Sorry, it's four PDC picks yeah. and two two Sky picks. Right. So bearing in mind that Sky have always picked Roman Van Barneveld no matter what form he's in. So look, whether you win anything is irrelevant to those Sky picks.
9: Agreed.
0: So off the back of that, then Sky pick I imagine will be Gary Anderson. Let's let's not take the Mick here. He well, will ratchet, pick Gary Let's Anderson. invite Barney back. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that, especially if he doesn't well, want to talk out.
4: All, all, all I'm saying, before we get excited about this, this is this would be Gob's worst nightmare, but I'm going to say it because it could happen. Don't get me wrong, it probably won't, and the odds are astronomical. However, there's a chance. Say Barney qualifies for the Worlds because he still can through the Dutch qualifying thing. Oh, my goodness. And he goes to make on. He goes on to make the world final. Do you think Sky would then not give him a Premier League pick? <laughs> they do. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's, he's world finalist. He'd have his tour car back without having to go to Q <laughs>
3: i be <laughs> off. You'd be looking for a new
4: co-host. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've written my resignation
3: letter three times already in the last six months. Don't joke. <laughs> all
4: I'm saying oh, is that, well. that, that, that that's worst case scenario. Then your two sky picks would probably be Raymond
0: Bird and Gary Anderson. Yeah, it would be actually. There's no there's no messing about on that one. 100. percent So off the back of that, you have got Gary Anderson as a sky pit, Let's let's take Barney out of it for a second. You then got Michael. But you've got it, say, it could you, happen. You, you've, got, well, you've got Michael Smith there, who's the world number six. And I would expect them to pick the world number six to be in the Premier League. And obviously, if he gets into the top four and remains in the top four, then it's a completely different ballgame altogether. And then we're having a completely different conversation about whether Rob Cross deserves to be in the Premier It deserves to be in the Premier but of course, he's a World Series finalist. So, off the back of this then... This is the question that I think we need to go. Do we reckon that one of Simon Whitlock, Jose de Sousa, or James Wade, if they were to win this tournament, I'm not suggesting if they were to be runner up, but if they were to win this tournament, would we see them in the Slam, in, in the Slam, in the Premier League next year? We'd certainly see them in the Slam, but we, would we see them in the Premier League next year? Yes, all three.
3: What? Um... If, or whichever of the three wins it, I, I don't see any excuse for any of them winning it and then um, one of them not being picked over the others.
0: I just think that... If they were to
3: the make one, the final, though. The one that, if,
0: they, if they were just to make the final.
3: If they are just to make the final, James Wade jumps up to world number six and you just pick Michael Smith over him uh, right. uh, as a world number six.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. It's a fair point. If he makes Comple- the final, completely, yeah.
3: completely agree that there are different commercial aspects of playing in the Premier League. But if James Wade goes on to make a final of this... Or wins it, pushes himself up into the top five or top. He'd be fifth if he wins it, sixth if he finishes runner up.
2: Yeah, so and
3: off. a major final with the players' championships, which he's, he's not got a bad record at, and the world championship to come, which his record is atrocious at Ali Pali. <laughs> <laughs> it would be ridiculously difficult to leave him out,
0: PB. Uh,
4: look, if one, if, one of the, or if one of those three win it, are they in the box seat? Yes. However, there's still aspects of this, i.e. the Players' Championships and the Worlds. I genuinely get the feeling that 2021 Premier League could be the first time since Nicholson a major winner is not in the Premier League.
0: But why, though? Because... would you okay so here's the deal then would you pick a winner of the slam one of the toughest you know as much as we take the piss out of it it is one of the toughest tournaments to win it's a nine day tournament would you rather have that a winner of that in or would you rather have a winner of a three day event no disrespect to ICV but if if Sky are are picking
3: wild cards then surely Sky are going to pick a winner of their event over the European Championships or the World Series or the Players Championship Finals
0: exactly my point
3: the only one the only one you could really justify not is the uk open
0: yes
4: agreed
3: because that's in our right top okay
0: top 4 events
3: that's so, in our premier league major bracket even so if it's not
4: in others here's one for you here's a scenario say for instance because we're talking about ticking boxes here for the premier league Yeah. james wade wins the players championship sorry james wade wins the grand slam yep yeah. Devin Peterson wins the Players' Championships and there's one spot left. Where are you going in terms of commercial value, box office on stage, bums on seats, media? Who, who'd you pick? Whichever you one
3: is Smith or Aspinall's... Oh, Aspinall's reigning defending runner-up.
2: Yeah.
0: So, and that's the case, then you'd have... Well, you'd have... You, you've got to have... You'd have... For me, I'd have Wade in there. Because because I'd have Wade in there because you've won one of the toughest tournaments to win. You've won a nine-day tournament. Yeah, but the Premier League, it's not just about winning. Yeah, but at the same time. Would you not think that Wadey would get numbers on, buns on seats at the end of the day? People still like hearing boys are back in town. Yeah,
4: but they also like bundles of 180s. You've got Devon's walk-on...
3: Yeah, but let's be fair, at the start of this week, Sky didn't even acknowledge anybody else's tournaments this year. They can't suddenly go picking Devon as their wildcard because he won an ITV event when they didn't acknowledge they existed in their role, Call of Honour winners this year so far.
0: And also as well, but remember as well, who who does Devon commentate for? (laughs) This
4: this, this is what I mean, the the, the conundrums here are are immense because... and then say someone left field gets to, a world, gets to the world final. Yes. The world finalist will be in. I don't agree with you. So this, is, this is what I mean. I think that for the first time, a major winner potentially could be left out of the Premier League.
5: Just, okay, I so just
0: can't see it. Okay, so we've got to move it on because we've got to talk about the semi-finalists because it is going to be one hell of a night. Tonight is your listening. Uh, potentially, um, potentially, obviously, you might be listening other than Monday, but here we go. Monday night is going to be semi-final night at the Slam. I like the fact that it's home for separate days for once. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Can we please keep it? Uh, two semi-finalists are actually... Uh, in, in the draw bracket order uh, for the semi-final. So Simon Whitlock against Jose de Sousa. Remember, if Simon Whitlock wins this, I'm just looking at the order of merit right now. If Simon Whitlock wins this, to, uh, wins this game, he would jump up into number 15 in the world. If Jose de Sousa wins this, he would jump up to number 20 in the world. He's currently number 24. So that's where we're looking at. Will the Will the Wizards... End the semi-final curse. Obviously, he made the quarterfinals. Of the match play. Will he end the quarterfinal semi-final curse, and uh, will he get to a final, which he deserves, the way that he's been playing this year, or will Jose de Sousa continue his magical run and make his first ever final on the big stage in front of the big cameras? For that question, I'm going to ask Phil Bars first.
4: This is intriguing because there are lots of factors here. Jose's extra. Rest is undoubtedly going to help, but yeah. will he go missing again? But based on what I've seen today, Simon Whitlock wins because he's got absolute Kahuna's score sixteen thirteen. Simon Whitlock.
0: Mr. Garwood.
3: Unlike yesterday, Phil, which has not aged well for us, by the way, because we didn't have a single <laughs> game going long, and we got absolutely nowhere near any of the fall. No, we did We, uh, had,
0: we um, had three. We had three games going wrong. long.
3: sorry.
9: Maybe?
0: Yes. I, I don't think I had
3: anything longer than a 16-13, personally, but... Well, that's fine. We, we a long. On. We crack on. Um, I'm going against you tonight, uh, I think... Jose makes his maiden PDC televised final. Um, he's, he's just so good. He, he, he doesn't seem... Uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about his, his action getting a little bit tense, but the new reaction and stuff, I just think he's... Box office, he's brilliant. And the amount that beating Michael Van Gogh in the fashion that he did today will have taken out of Simon mentally, because it was just a constant chase from behind, a constant trying to keep to his coattails will have done to him, I just think means that the lack of recovery time as well in comparison will be a factor and and Jose will will edge this one. Um, Yeah, that's where I'm
0: going. I'd like a score, please, Mr. Garwood. You can't get off that easily. I (laughs) can't. You bloody Uh, can't, mate. (laughs) I'll keep asking.
3: 1612 to the Portuguese man of scores.
0: So I've got the casting vote here. And I agree with obviously one of you, uh, and I agree with Jack gobby Garwood. I believe that this is the time for Portugal. What's that? Sorry,
4: that's why I <laughs> pressed the button on your phone. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Uh, I think that uh, well, we'll keep that in. That's going straight in. Uh, I think that, that's definitely going in now. See, this is not a one. This is a one take one to show this. Everybody who's listening, uh, I think this is Jose De Souza's time. I think it is his time to uh, to win. The tournaments. Uh, sorry, maybe not necessarily to win the tournament. Excuse me, but certainly whoa, the whoa, final. Yeah. Well, I'm Jumping not making. That, that. I'm not making that. I'm about saying I'm not making that bold prediction. Excuse me. I'm certainly saying he's going to get the final. I'm going to go sixteen twelve to the special one. And spare a thought. The, the reason why I was thinking of tournaments is because spare a thought for Mac Elkin because obviously if he wins this, he's, if he wins that match, and Jose de Sousa wins it, he's guaranteed to lose the final because he's got James Wade and Dimitri van den in the next one. Um, so although I'd rather be in his position of three or four potentially going to go and win the tournament. What a year, by the way, for Mac Elkin players. Can we just say that for the sports management company? Well, match play champ, Premier League champ, and three or four opportunities to get the Grand Slam champion. It's all because, Gob, Why? Because they I obviously played in front of that uh, exhibition that we did with them. Yes, that's it. We'll we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> you could have first pick up of the, the next game. James Wade against the of Vandenberg. Who joins? Uh, well, hosted a suit for a son Whitlock in the sem- Gob uh, Phil, sorry, in the final. Who joins the final of the World Sports Grand Slam James Wade. But what's surprise? surprise.
3: School? Look, he's just been so good this week. He's carrying such good form. And I just think that if Dimi tries what he did today, James won't let it affect him as much. He's been around long enough. Ali's probably done it to opponents himself in the past. I just think that James is experienced enough on that stage to deal with it, the form he's carrying at the minute. And if he gets a sniff of a chance at a double, which... Dimitri still doesn't look 100% set because he's so determined to not go for tops and, and that does cost him opportunities throughout. James will punish him.
0: So, so that's the case then. You, you're going with a score, sorry?
3: 16-12 uh, to Mr Wade.
9: Four bars. Mm. Yes. No, I, I think...
3: Oh, no, that that's not an answer. That's that's neither of their names, Philip. Yes, yes, doesn't help. <laughs>
4: I've never heard that name either. <laughs> if I've been honest, I'm not really sold on the game. But I think that James Wade will come out on top. That hurt,
3: J- didn't
0: it? That hurt. <laughs> one step close to the ultimate dream for God of him back in the Premier League would would you like an aspirin for that headache that's just giving you Philip
4: I need more than an aspirin (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, have you got a score uh, in mind 16 11 interesting
0: okay well I am going to go and make it a clean sweep this pains me very much so, because we all know my thoughts on Dimitri Vandenberg on this show. However, however, I cannot see how he doesn't win this game, James Wade, with the way that he's been playing. He's probably been the more consistent player. I appreciate Dimi's hit four ton plus averages um, across the week. But tonight, Wadey, uh, well, tonight Dimi didn't show me much and Wadey showed me a lot. And as also as well, but you talked about the rest element of it as well, Phil. I think it will be a very, very good one for James Wade. And I think that James Wade wins this one. And I think he wins 16-13 is what I'm going with. It's going to be a close game, but I think 16-13. So my, semi, my semi-final winners, Jose De a decision and James Wade, they'll meet in the final. Gobbs are the same, but Phil is the load wolf. And he's going with Simon Whitlock to meet Wadey in the final. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss the semi-finals, of course and see who has made the ball Sports Grand Slam of Darts final. Make sure, of course, that you join us from 7 o'clock on OnlineDarts.com for our live blog. We'll have every game, every leg covered for you, as we always do. And uh, make sure, of course, you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to search Online Darts on any one of those platforms to make sure that you don't miss any of the articles that we do. And as well make sure of course that you subscribe to our youtube channel right now online Darts tv on there because we'll be back on for obviously for the podcast tomorrow but then obviously we've got the live lounges back on wednesday we're going to be actually you'll be able to see our faces our very very tired faces after this week um but it's certainly worth a watch and all the interviews right now are also on there from the previous few days here at the sports grand slam of darts So we are down to our final four after what quite possibly is the greatest day in Grand Slam of Darts history. Two last leg deciders, one going 16-14, the other 16-13. Truly, truly special day of darts. Simon Whitlock, Jose de Sousa, James Wade and Dimitri Vandenberg. Who will, lift the Grand Slam of Darts Championship, and more importantly, which one of those two, which, well, which of those two from those four will reach the final of the World Sports Grand Slam of Darts? Find out with us tomorrow. Take care and we'll see you then.